Let's uh, bang one out now. Welcome to the Gridiron Show. Will Gavin and Ollie Hunter previewing all of Sunday's action in the NFL. Plus, looking back on Thursday night football, Minchu Mania is officially in town. And could the Jags actually convince Jalen Ramsey to stay? That and much more here on the Gridiron Show. Uh, you're listening to The Gridiron Show, Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter, with you uh, for our Week 3 preview. We'll also look back on Thursday Night Football, a dominant 20-7 to victory for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Shad Khan spoke on the uh, on the the panel after the game and uh, said that he was happy to make Jalen Ramsey the highest paid cornerback to stay. So we'll get into that as well. Ollie Hunter is alongside me. And we're actually in the same room, Ollie Hunter. This is wonderful, isn't, isn't it? it? I can look into your eyes. My t- not- well, you can't really because they're tiny eyes. They're, they're, true, so, but- they're so tiny. <laughs> I'm also absolutely exhausted today. I, I didn't mean to stay up for Thursday night football. Same. I, I spent... Thursday, I had loads of jobs to do around the house. We're looking at selling the house at the moment, so there's lots of stuff to do. And I, Who are um, you? I must have missed that email. Okay. Yeah, well, you, why would you get an email about don't, us moving? Don't know. Don't know. Uh, it's it's going to It might not happen for six months. Well, I don't know, but I'm just, you know, you know, nipping and tucking the house a little bit. Sure, sure. Bit of nips and tucks. But I'd, I'd been up since like 2 a.m. because I, I don't know. I've been home for like 10 days and jet lag is still affecting me. It can do. It can do that. Yeah. And. So I, about 10 a.m. yesterday, I went, right, I'm going to have a nap for an hour, just sort myself out, and then I'll get on with all my jobs, and then I'll have a proper sleep tonight. I watch Thursday Night Football in the morning. Yeah. It's only the Jags Titans. I set an alarm, yeah. and I fell asleep for four hours. I slept through my alarm. Oh, that's fair. And then I was up, and then, but the game started, and I was a little bit tired as the game started. I thought, right, I'll just watch the first series, and then I'll fall asleep. And then there was the turnover, and then there was the Minchu touchdown, and then there was the unbelievable throw into double coverage. Somebody said something on Twitter about how, uh, uh, about how, um, Gardner Minshew looks like Joe Montana on that last drive. And I'm like, Joe Montana rarely had to throw into windows that mm. tight because the scheme was so good in San Francisco. I, I know that it didn't last for the whole game and that it ended up getting a bit nitty gritty in the weather and the rain yeah, and, the, yeah. and the wind and everything. But certainly there was some throws and there was some performance early on in that in that victory where Minshew just looked absolutely superb. And nine sacks for the Jags against a much vaunted Titans line. Their offense is is dross. It really is. And this this continuing leveling out of the AFC South continues. It's amazing. Isn't it? It's going to be just four eight and eight teams come the end of the year. I think if the Jags had a, either a window under their belt or they were. I don't know, three and three, it was the middle of the season. Maybe that Minshew streak could have gone on, the, that level of play. But you're right, the weather did make an effect. The the the, t- the pass to Conley over Butler and Bayard was oh. it was ridiculous. And then the pass for the DJ Chark touchdown was superb. He also had a load of passes dropped by Didi Westbrook, who they were absolutely perfectly thrown. And had it not been for drops, it would have been 
even better for the Jags. So you uh, can't argue with Minshew in any way, I don't think. I have concerns over the coaching in the front office in Jacksonville, specifically over the Jalen Ramsey situation. But what I did like is that Minshew's incredibly accurate, like stunningly so, working at NFL speed so quickly, learning an offense, getting thrown into the first... Like, he makes some really accurate throws. But on the first uh, drive, he hit a 15-yard pass after a penalty to get them to third and one. And then on third and one, they went for a quick strike to uh, James Shaughnessy. And... He overthrew him, and it was just a bad throw. It, yeah. just, you know, it happens. He's a rookie. <laughs> Let's give him some time. What I liked is that that was then the punt and the fumble from um, Adoree Jackson. They set up, and the first thing they did was put the ball back in Minshew's hands, threw a pass to Shaughnessy off the play action to Leonard Fournette, and it was just a great bit of coaching just to make sure his confidence stayed up. We then got Papa Minshew, Flint Minshew in the crowd, being as intense as any human being I've yeah, ever yeah, seen. Yeah. Brilliant comparison to that he looks a bit like an old Adam Devine from... Uh, uh, from what's that show called uh, about the three slackers who work in an office if I showed you a picture of him you'd A know who he was and B be like yeah he does look like a young version of Gardner Minshew's dad uh, I thought he looked a bit like the gif of the kid that goes mental I think he's in a ducks jersey or he's in a hockey jersey you know that baby that baby gif where the baby just goes ah. You're telling me that's not what he could have looked like when he was. Oh, that guy years from um, from Pitch Perfect. Oh, he is in Pitch Perfect. So that's of course the reference you went to immediately. Yeah, I do love uh, I do love a cappella choirs. So, so Saxonville is is Baxonville. Ah, uh, I hate that. All of that. <laughs> I hate that. Do you know what? I, I really don't like the Duval thing. I don't really get it. Duval. I also picked the Jags. Let's just remember that uh, all when we look at our gridiron picks for the week. Yeah, I did, I did and I got roundly them. mocked for it. Um, look, the trade, the, the big kind of news coming out of it, outside of the performances of the two sides, is what's happening about Jalen Ramsey. Trade rumours swirling that he could be dealt as early as today. He was active. He started. He played on all 75 of the defensive snaps. Nine combined tackles. Forced a fumble as well. You know, afterwards he refused to address the trade rumours. Just talked about the, the defensive performance. There's this ongoing question, and it, we get, got into a real debate with it on a lot of the guys from Gridiron and some of the listeners as well, about whether or not he should stick around. Now, my belief is that there are very few players in the history of the NFL, let alone currently playing, who are good enough that you can put aside all of the off-the-field stuff to make them the highest-paid player, to make them the the cornerstone of your franchise, even though they're like that. And I'm talking about, you know, the likes of Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. That's the level I'm talking about. I don't think Jalen Ramsey is that level of player. Yeah. He might be the best corner. He's, de- I think, he's the most talented corner in the NFL. Really? I think. I think Stephen Gilmore's Gilmore. been the best corner in the yeah. NFL the last two seasons. But raw ability-wise, I do think Ramsey is the best. If you pay him twenty million, though, suddenly you can't pay one of those defensive linemen. Suddenly you can't afford AJ Boye. Suddenly the balance can be totally thrown off. And throwing off the balance for Khalil Mack who is a leader, a captain, yeah. who can drag a team along kicking and screaming with him, I'm kind of and fine brings everybody with. else up. I'm not sure whether Jalen Ramsey is that guy. That's my concern, really. Do, are you not worried about the kind of message it, it gives the rest of the organisation? If you throw your toys out of the pram, almost engineer an argument with Doug Marone, allow your agent to put these trade rumours out, and then you've got the, you've got the owner of the Jags 
Shad Khan saying, I'm willing to pay him. It all stinks to Patriots high heaven for me. Yeah, yeah, it really does. So that kind of stuff, I just, if you're a, a player on that Jags defense, if you're a player on that Jags team, and you're thinking, oh my God, all I have to do is throw a wobbly and I might get a pay rise or or might get traded away and therefore potentially another pay rise. I don't know. I don't like the attitude around Ramsey and how he's trying to engineer this. And it kind of comes off the back of what happened with Antonio Brown, how he used social media and um, his platform and his status as one of the league's best players to engineer a move away as well. So it's a it's a worrying trend that perhaps we're seeing at the moment. Um, Tom Brady throwing his toys out of the pram about the flags was very funny. Oh, yeah, it was funny, but, but did probably... they have to go over... Do you know what? This is something that I... I've got a little bugbear about. I don't think that Fox team is very good. And I, I think... I quite like Pereira, actually. I, no, okay, but I don't like Buck. And I think Aikman really kind of plays up to it. I just, I found it all a bit eggy. And the continuing reference of Tom Brady... Yeah, all yeah. right. I didn't it, like that too much. It, it, Come back, Tom. Yeah, yeah oh, get out. It was, but there it was were, funny. It was funny, Tom. There were too many holding calls, and oh there were some God. terrible calls against the. You could call a holding call on yeah. literally every yeah. play. Sometimes a player is just they're being physical with each other. They tear past them, and an arm gets left in there. Particularly when you go into slow motion as well. I it feels like they've been told to call holding calls this year, and it's something that that needs to be less needs to be lightened up on. But also not just that. The roughing the passer stuff. We had two bad calls in this game on roughing the passer. We talked about this with the with um, uh, the um, Sunday night football game last week with the the, the Bears game, the Bears yep, Broncos, yep. not Sunday night football, the nine o'clock kickoff where there was the bad call there. If you're going to make PI reviewable, which I don't think it necessarily needs to be outside of those really ridiculous calls like we had in the NFC Championship game, PI is called quite well actually. Then those rough in the past, there was one where Minshew just got literally like, as a completely fair tackle was made, uh, the like the bottom of the top of someone's helmet, like clipped the Mm. chin of his helmet, tiniest little bit of contact, absolutely nothing, really safe tackle. And they gave it his rough in the past. And I'm just going, come on, just chill out. It's that kind of stuff actually kind of, it sort of turns you off a little bit because you think, oh, I wish it'd turn me off more. So I'd turn this game off earlier. Well, yeah. I watched. I watched until midway through the fourth quarter. In the end, yeah, same. Yeah, when the when the Titans scored, I was literally nodding off. I was like, "Oh, now I've got to stay up, haven't I?" Because if they have a big comeback, I feel silly, stupid. I'm a stupid boy. They're going to bench Mariota next week, right? They might do, but I don't want to blame Mariota. I I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he has some skills and some talents. I'm not sure it's all up there in the noggin, but the play calling was dreadful yeah. last night. Yeah. Absolutely awful. They have no idea how to use Dion Lewis. They have no idea how to properly use Derek Henry. Trying to use Derek Henry out of the backfield when he is the definition of a north-south runner. Yeah. And when he gets up ahead of steam, when he gets to the second level and starts to build and he can get some acceleration in his legs, he's great. That's what he's good at. But Dion Lewis being used as that kind of back and then Derek Henry making wheel mm. routes, it just it frustrated the hell out It's of like me. they've got the, the two the wrong way around. Anyway, Derek Henry would make my... 22 22s you'd be in there so i mean if he's in your top 22 22s that's exactly why you shouldn't be doing a list of 22 no we might be 21 22 not every team has a number 22 it's a great it's a great idea it's a terrible i'm gonna do it 
Yeah, Arthur Smith, you're having a nightmare. Sorry, Mike Vrabel as well. Uh, that was Thursday Night Football. I don't think there's much else to take away from it outside of that. The AFC South is, is pretty open now at this point. Uh, Shall we crack on and start to look at the weekend's games? Yeah, let's do that. Were there any other bits of news that we needed to get to? Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) I did like, this is one bit. The Dolphins claiming Taco Charlton, meaning they've got (laughs) about six six failed first-round picks on their roster now. They're like, they're six first-round picks. That's a lot of talent. They're all guys who you'd now assess as not being first-round picks. Maybe like Leonard Fournette after last night's performance. I think you could be correct there, Willie. Looks like the Dolphins are just throwing a lot of stuff at a wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah, the Dolphins experiment is rubbish. I don't know why I whispered that last bit, by the way, sorry. It was really weird. (laughs) I hope people, like, when I then came in with the full voice, would, like, turn their volume up. And then you got my big (laughs) booming shouts. Uh, Just people jumping on the tube. Where do you want to start with the six o'clock games, buddy? Shall we start as they come? Okay. So, let's get them out of the way. The mono... (laughs) (laughs) dramatic (laughs) yeah um, but the mono ridden New York Jets going up against the New England Patriots in Foxborough um, New England are uh, 22 point favourites for this game now with with Jets on their third string quarterback Um, it's a dumpster fire that that, that division isn't it just because it's got the Jets and the Dolphins in it somebody was saying last night about how can the AFC South have been so bad for so long and I'm like mate the AFC East is worst because at least we've had different teams out of the AFC South we've had one team win it other than the Patriots in like the last 15 years and that was a fluke Dolphins win Forget it. Forget about it. Don't even want to talk about this game. Patriots win. Yeah, Patriots win. And then perhaps we could just lump in the Dolphins going to Cowboys Stadium. Um, Yeah, Cowboys win. 22.5 point favourites. We've got two 22 point favourites this week. Cowboys win. Nothing else to say about it. Disgraceful. Do you know what? Already, I'm calling it the AFC Disgrace. Oh, yeah, it's the division of it disgrace. Is, it's the division of disgrace. Oh, it's not even close this season, is it? Week three and we've, we've named already the anointed it. Well done, AFC East. It's a record. It's a gridiron record, AFC East. Now known forever this season as the AFC disgrace. <laughs> known forever this season. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going down a road that I didn't want to go down. Do you know what? Until someone else wins that division... <laughs> Other than the Patriots, you are the AFC disgrace. And I'm sorry, Buffalo. Buffalo, you've been great this season so far. All right, you have gone to two dreadful New York teams, but it's the AFC disgrace, and it's not even close. All right, let's crack on. Sorry about that. I'm not sorry. You don't seem it. You really don't. no, No, I'm not. Let's talk about two teams who I can't figure out at all. The Oakland Raiders and the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings come into this nine-point favourites, which is probably fair considering where the Raiders have been over recent years. I think the Raiders showed their real stripes in the last three quarters last week. Um, And I think that going up against this Vikings defence, they may well struggle, but they keep coming out hot. And Kirk Cousins keeps making mistakes. And the rookies are performing. I, I think if Vikings win, but I'm just saying if the Raiders kept it tighter than I'm expecting... I wouldn't be that surprised. Do you think it's going to be within those nine points? Or is nine, nine, ten about right? I don't make betting analysis on this podcast. But yeah, I do. No, I don't think I do. I don't think that's betting analysis. That's just saying how close do you think it will be? We're using the betting stuff as a guideline. (laughs) Uh, I think Kirk, I'm going to call a Kirk Cousins, it's a Raiders going to the East Coast. It's not really the East Coast, is it? Because it's the Midwest, but... 
<laughs> uh, do you mean a Kirk Cousins comeback? The Raiders are heading to Minnesota, and then they're cop- hopping straight on a plane. They're here on Monday. They're doing the full week next they week. They are doing the full week. Yeah, up at um, up at the Grove in Watford. My God, are we only a week away from the first London game? It's weird, isn't it? That's nuts. No, that can't be right. No, it's right. Surely not. Week four. Oh, my God. No, it's not right. No, it is right. 29th of September. It's the first one. What? Are you sure? Yeah. Guys, the London games are here. Exciting. Wow. That's that's actually mind-blowing, isn't it? Really? That's absolutely ridiculous. It's not. It's October the 6th, the first one. No. Yeah. So what are the Raiders? What are you on about? I don't know. Why have you let me down this, I'm really this path? Tired. Should we just cut this bit out entirely, or do we leave it all in? Right, the Raiders go to in- sorry, they go to the Vikings, then to Indianapolis, then for a home game against Chicago in London. Fine. I misread what it said. It's okay. I'm a terrible human being. There are still two weeks till London. Oh, phew! Really did throw me then. That feels about right, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Two weeks. Till- okay, good. <laughs> I've taken a Vikings win. Uh, I am also taking a Vikings win. We need to see something from Kirk Cousins this week. Uh, we need to see an awful lot more from Kirk Cousins. Also, I actually think the play calling has to be better from Kubiak and Mike Zimmer because you had Green Bay on the rack. Just run the ball. Keep running the ball. Don't just. Dalvin Cook was absolutely brilliant against Green Bay. 160 odd yards on the ground alone. Just keep running the ball. Keep running the ball. Keep running that ball. Keep running that ball. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, 0-2, heading to the Buffalo Bills. We could have the 3-0 Buffalo Bills here. We absolutely could have that. Isn't that great? Um, Do you remember this was a game where a year ago Andy Dalton went into there and he received that incredible response because he scored the last-minute touchdown to beat Baltimore in the 2017 season finale, which got them into the playoffs, the Bills. And so he basically got treated like an absolute hero. It's like Bobby Zamora whenever he goes (laughs) went back to Nottingham Forest. Because he scored the goal that when beat Derby. Sat in Rosette and the ball hits your head. That's Zamora. Every time. Every single time you yep. mention him. Um, yeah, I'm not sure uh, he's going to be getting the same sort of reception 12 months on. I reckon he will. I, I just. this. I like this Bills team in the trenches. Um, I think there's a real problem with the Bengals running attack, which was meant to be very strong under Zach Taylor. Where's Joe Mixon? I took him in fantasy. Has in anyone like seen two him? Different I haven't leads. seen him. Don't know Has where anybody he is. seen Joe Mixon? <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone seen Joe Mixon? I, I haven't. <laughs> Niche uh, sports bar reference <laughs> for you all out there. <laughs> uh, he's actually literally apologised to fans after his 1.8 yards per carry. Madness. Do you know what, though? Andy Dalton has looked all right throwing the ball. Four touchdowns, one interception, yeah. but he's... Getting a lot out of John Ross, a lot out of Tyler Boyd, and they've got AJ Green to come back. They've got Tyler Eifert back on the score sheet last week. He got a touchdown. I quite like the Bengals in this, and I don't think the Bills, it's, it'll be very Billsy for them to lose. Therefore, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow, I'm taking the Bills. Um, I still think that there's every chance they collapse down the stretch. There was two seasons that I found here. 3 uh, and 0 in and then five and two in two thousand eleven, then finished six and ten. Two thousand eight, they went four and zero oh and finished seven and nine. They've got priors with this, but I think their hot start continues. I'm taking them to go three and zero. Oh. Okay. I can't remember if that's actually what I took in my gridiron picks. I should probably open it up on the website, shouldn't I? Yeah. 
there's a lot of games with heavy, like, touchdown-level favourites this week. Next up, the Detroit Lions going to the Philadelphia Eagles in the 6 o'clock game. Jim Schwartz going to his former side. Is No, facing his former side. Is there anything interesting there? I mean, he's faced them before. So. The only, I think the only player left from that team... Oh, sorry, I've actually got the list of the players from that team. I was going to say Darius Slay is the only person I think is still there from 2013. But apparently long snapper Don Mulback and punter Sam Martin are also still there. I love a long snapper. There was a long snapper tackle last week. Oh, It's one of the best. Quite honestly, football players that do things that they're not meant to do. Josh Lambeau made a taco, tackle yesterday a t- as a well. A tackle tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tackle chart and tackle. Um, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. What do you fancy here? I like the Eagles at home here. Um, I think Carson Wentz is starting to show a, a bit more. He had a... I think he struggled last year coming back from, the, from that injury. And I think this year, there was also obviously that little bit of rust first game of the season. Then last week, I thought he looked um, a little bit better despite the defeat um, to, to the Falcons. But... Look, I, I like I like Wentz at home. I like their offense. They need to find more in the rushing game with Jordan Howard. Miles Sanders hasn't really done anything, and Darren Sproles, who's about ninety, is still kind of going strong. But I, I'm I'm foreseeing the Lions going one one and one. They um, what I do want to see more from them, not just rushing game, but pass rush. Eagles only have two sacks through two weeks, despite the fact that, okay, they've already lost Malik Jackson and, and Fletcher, Fletcher Cox uh, to, sorry, they've already started Malik Jackson and Timmy Jernigan to, um, to foot injuries early on. But they've got a lot of depth on those lines. That's what took them to the Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots, was having kind of eight guys that could rotate in. Yeah. It looked like they had something similar. Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, sort yourselves out. Get after the quarterback this week. Uh, and uh, if they do that, then they should win this relatively handily. I am also taking the Eagles. Okay, fair. The Baltimore Ravens. This is a great against game. the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. Do you know the Chiefs are still six point favourites in this? But this is a great game. Lamar Jackson gave a great interview on Thursday Night Football with um, uh, Steve Smith, former Panthers yeah. and Ravens wide receiver, and it was defiant. The brilliant thing he did in the um, in the press conference where he was talking about throwing all the touchdowns and he said something like, yeah, not bad for a running back, eh? Yeah. Which was, I just, I really like the guy's attitude. I really like his play on the field. I still worry that, you know, six games down the line when people have a lot more film on him, whether he can prove other dimensions work against good teams. And this is the first really good team they've faced. I kind of, my problem is, I, even though the Chiefs have got some terrible human beings on the team. I want to root for Andy Reid and I want to root for a team that I think can beat the Patriots mm. in January. So I'm still rooting for the Chiefs. I mean, but I think the Baltimore Ravens can beat the Patriots in January. Ooh. I really like I'd Baltimore. Love, I'd love a Chiefs-Ravens AFC title. Well, this could be the AFC title it's game. It's not going to be. It's, it's not, going to be I the Patriots. It's going to be in Foxborough. Yeah, yeah. But if you get... They're going to be ready to hang a seventh banner already even with two games left to play. Makes me sad. Yeah, that whole yeah, that does make me sad as well. But look, Lamar Jackson's got he's got the touch, he's got the poise, he's got the presence, he's making throws that people didn't think he could make because he was a running back. The fact they brought in Mark Ingram, who's having a really good season as well, and then we're not even really talking about that defense, where the defense is still really good despite 
it being a bit of a revolving door over the last season or over the over the summer. So I still I'm still taking the Chiefs there at home. If it was the other way around, I'd probably take the Ravens. But Chiefs at Arrowhead. Robinson coming in for Tyreek Kill. Sammy it's, it's amazing how much depth they've got. They're missing yeah. uh, Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy, left tackle Eric, F- Eric Fisher, obviously Tyreek Hill. Um, the, the, do you, it's amazing the Ravens lead the league in all of the offensive stats at the moment. But I still think that this t- Chiefs team will be a little too strong for them. I think going on the road to Kansas City and losing is no is nothing to, to be ashamed about. Um, and they'll, they'll keep it tight, but I think the Chiefs take I'll tell you what, they're missing Williams and McCoy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think an, an Ollie Hunter switcheroo live on the pod. <laughs> I'm going to take the Ravens. Here we go. Here we go. Do you not think that they can do it with... Um, who's the, the young lad that they really like uh, who everyone said you should take in fantasy and then there's done nothing through the first two weeks? Uh, what's his name? Thompson. Is it Thompson? Yes, Darwin. Darwin, Darwin Thompson. Who I've, Darwin! Who and I've they got cut. Terrell Williams there. They'll be fine. You cut him, of course you did. Well, I cut him, and then now that I've learned that bloody Williams is out. Uh, I'm relatively sure I picked him up in that league. Yeah, you probably did. Uh, yeah, Ravens for me. I think they're going to go in there and uh, blow people away. I believe in Lamar. I believe in the new MVP. I'm calling it. Wow. Right, before we get to the Packers, let's take a little break so Wally can compose himself, because they're 2-0, and and I'm not sure he can handle it. Uh, you're listening to The Gridiron Show. Four days like no other. A festival like no other. For a bookmaker like no other. Betfred. Get up to £40 in free bets when you sign up using promo code CHELP40 and stake £10 on any Cheltenham race. Betfred. At the heart of Cheltenham. 18 plus. New UK customers only. Available from March 6th to March 13th. £30 free bets credited within 10 hours of first bet settlement. Extra £10 free bets credited if first bet loses. Full terms at betfred.com slash promotions. Keep it fun. BeGambleAware.org. Fill the trolley with your favourite brands on rollback at Asda. A 38-pack of Fairy Non-Bio Capsules was £8.50, now £5.75. And Lenore Gold Fabric Conditioner was £4, now £2.50. Big brands, small prices. Don't compromise. Asda. Save money, live better. Selected stores subject to a Availability. Lenore, 1.925 litres. Ends 18th of March. You're listening to The Gridiron Show. We are recording, right, Ollie? It's weird being on this side of the desk. I'm yep. very confused. Definitely recording. <laughs> uh, let's turn our attention to Lambo. The Green Bay Packers take on the Denver Broncos. The 2-0 and o Green Bay Packers. And again, seven and a half point favourites. Uh, Von Miller said he's expecting more from the Broncos' defence this week uh, after they gave up that late loss to the Bears. They haven't forced a turnover or recorded a sack yet, despite the fact they've got great pass rushers and Vic Fangio. Are you in any way fearful that this is the bounce-back Broncos buster game? Do you know what? No, because I don't Ooh. think I don't think that offence is that good. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman haven't really got anything going on the ground. Do you know what? It'd be really packersy for us to allow a load of yards on the ground. But given how Dalvin Cook smashed us last week I think there'll be a concentration a concert, concerted effort from the Packers to not allow that happen to happen again I do worry about the, the Broncos pass rush you've got Chubb and Von Miller there as well um, I think it's a really interesting match against Bakhtiari yeah. and Bulaga. Yeah, like with when both your tackles are fit, you've got an interesting offensive line. I still, still feel like there's just too much shade going on between Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. Really, like are you buying into all of that? 
Did you see, did, like... I, I don't know. That, that After was a- that week one game in in, uh, in Chicago where he made, like, where they gave him the game ball and Aaron Rodgers in the middle of the, like, the post-game thing went, well, yeah, that should probably be given to the defence, though, shouldn't it? I just... <laughs> I, I'm I, Which, he, maybe he was right, but I'm just... I just, I don't know if I buy that he's happy. I don't know if I buy that he's getting into it. But I think your run game could get going. And Aaron Jones looked great last week, so maybe that's the, and that's it's, the way. I think... Uh, earlier this week, um, Matt Lafleur said that they're going to look at more of a, a committee between him and Jamal Williams. And Jamal Williams has looked good as well. They're both very, very similar backs. Good catching the ball. Good a bit north to south as well. Um, but that Green Bay offense really needs to to start clicking. And we've been saying this now for about three years, and it hasn't clicked yet. There are times. There were times, especially the first two or three drives against Minnesota, where it looked great. But when Minnesota adjusted and they worked out what Green Bay were doing or the the scripted plays had run out, that's when Green Bay looked like they were out of ideas. I'm taking the Packers, but I think it's going to be a close game. This is one where I was tempted to maybe go for the upset pick, but I have taken the Packers at home because um, apparently I don't do upsets. Uh, let's go to Indianapolis. Is this the first of the late games? Are we still in the early games? Still in the early point? games. Still in the early games as the Colts take on the Falcons. These really are two teams that I'm struggling to figure out. What are they? What are they, Ollie? What are, what are they? I miss what are they. Yeah, I quite like what are they. Uh, the fact is, is that from Matt Ryan, I think he's got, a, you've got a really great quarterback there who adjusts well, but has had a couple of problems in the last couple of weeks. You put that up against, they came back against the Vikings. I just, I, I don't know. I really, I thought the Falcons were going to be really good this year. And so far they've been kind of mediocre. I also thought that the Colts would still be good even with Jacoby Brissett there and they've kind of been mediocre but it was beating the Eagles last week for the Falcons that's a really good team in a tough way tough oh I don't know I'm I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons decided do you know what I think I'm taking the Colts one of the reasons it's a bit of a theme for me this week is that rushing attack from the Falcons Uh, Devontae Freeman has looked Rubbish, quite frankly. Absolutely rubbish. Um, Ito Smith... Absolutely bloody rubbish. Ito Smith hasn't been used enough. They're still trying with Devontae Freeman. Um, Conversely, Marlon Mack for the Colts has looked great. And I think that's where the game could be won and lost, with that rushing attack. So, for me, I'm taking the Colts at home. There are guys that I do like on the Colts' defence, I do have to say. Darius Leonard spent the week in concussion protocol. Pierre Desir was limited in practice. Jabal Sheard had a return to light practice coming back from that knee injury. If they come back healthy and they play a lot of those players, then I give the Colts a shout, but I'm going to take the Falcons. Okay. Into the late game. Into the late games. Here's one we can gloss over because the New York Giants are going to face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We can't gloss over, actually, because Danny Dimes is going to be coming into this game for the first time. You called it. You called it. We were recording, We recorded that before the news came out on, what was it, Tuesday? Tuesday morning? Yeah, something like that. You said it would happen. I thought they'd be more conservative. They've rolled the dice, but... I think, I don't think the defeats were on Eli. How do you handle Eli Manning now, though? I think you say to Eli Manning, you will probably get your chance in about three weeks' time, so stay 
stay fit do and you? ready. Yeah, I think do you do. You? Yeah. I think you say we've gone with Jones now, we have to stick with him, and then in the last home game of the season you give Eli Manning like two perfunctory series yeah. to have a send off and that's it. He's done. And I think he might retire. I'm not sure he'll go to another team. I don't... Th- Who tra- Somebody was speculating that someone's going to trade for him. Who's trading for Eli Manning? Well, when Foles went down, there was the whole Eli and Coughlin um, links again. But the way that Minshew's come in and made the team his own, I can't see Eli going there. Nick Foles looks like he's going to be back around week 10, week 11 anyway. Mm-hmm. So the Jags know. I think elsewhere, I mean... A team that could probably do with Eli Manning is uh, the New York Jets. No, he wouldn't. Ha- he wouldn't move. But I, I the Jets would probably I don't think take him either. No, but they, they, they need. Can, we have, him for, can we have him for a sixth round pick? Fine, thank you. Like that's the level I'm talking about. I don't think. I don't. Think I think he's. I think he's droppable, and you just pick him up. <laughs> it's not fantasy, man. Honestly, I don't think he I'm has. Going to cut Eli Manning with his twenty million odd dollars. No, 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 no. I'm not going to cut him. But I don't think. I think another team just may. A, Acquire him they, and pay off pay his contract. I don't think he's worth any draft pick whatsoever. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. He'll sit there on the bench like a miserable. Apparently, he's contract. taken it really well, but that's just news coming out of New York. Like he's famously not taken things like that well in the past. So we'll have true. to wait and see. Yeah. Um, what I will say, Tampa Bay last week against Carolina looked really good defensively, yeah. and they did the one thing they're going to have to do in this game this week, which is stop a superstar running back. Christian McCaffrey, after going absolutely nuts in the first two games, um, what was it, 152 yards from scrimmage, three touchdowns. Oh, that was last year, sorry, against New York. It was 200 and something yards. 200 something odd in a touchdown, yeah. yeah. Um, This last week, they really held him. They really restricted him. It's Saquon now. Saquon has got more 50-yard runs than anybody uh, in the NFL over his time that he's been in there. He's a guy who can break off those big runs. He's a guy who can be elusive. He can catch the ball. He can be a north-south. He's a brilliant running back. I think he might be the most talented running back in the NFL. Even if Matt Sherry thinks it's Ezekiel Elliott. No, I think it's... uh, If they can contain him, I think they win this game. And I think they will. And I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I'm taking the Buccaneers and... I don't think it's even going to be close. I think it's at least two scores. Uh, the Panthers go to the Carolina... No, they are Carolina. The Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Kyler Murray uh, is going up against who? Who? Apparently... It's Kyle Allen, isn't it? We don't know if Cam Newton is going to be healthy enough. Uh, whether they're going to turn to back up Kyle Allen, who was Murray's college teammate. No! Teammate. Oh, all of the storylines! Um, uh, Ron Rivera when asked repeated questions about Cam Newton's status and being very coy on it during his press conference yesterday, walked out because he got so annoyed with being continually asked about Cam. Riverboat Ron threw his toys out of the riverboat and I think that indicates to me that Cam Newton's not going to be ready to go and he just didn't like answering and talking about Mm. it. With that in mind, the Panthers, who I really liked going into the season... I can't back Kyle Allen. I think they go 0-3 and the Cardinals go 1-1-1. Do you know what? I've taken the Panthers on the gridiron pick'em game. If Cam Newton starts, 
I stick with the Panthers. I'm with you. I'm with you. If Cam Newton starts, I stick with the Panthers. And I actually have picked the Pan- Panthers for now. But looked, I'm, I'm, they, I'm, I will switch to the Kyler Murray card. They looked much better on offense last week. The running game is non-existent. But Christian Kirk looked great. Larry Fitzgerald yeah. and his fountain of youth. Oh, God, I love Larry. Looked fantastic. The Japanese fighting fish topical at the moment. Uh, so. <laughs> very good. Um, if, if the Panthers have Cam, and I think the... They've got a better... They're going up against a worse run defence than they had last week in the Buccaneers. So McCaffrey gets going. Yeah, I'll take the Panthers, but my pitch, pick switches with Kyle Allen. The same. Let's the same. agree to that. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Too much agreement. Let's have an argument about Saints Seahawks. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have an argument here because we both have the same view of Teddy Bambi Bridgewater. Uh, why is he starting instead of Taysom Hill? I know. The joy of Taysom Hill is what we were just talking about with somebody like... And I did, so I'm doing this new not really column it's like it's a panel it's called on the nfl uk website it's like me nat coombs jason bell and then neil reynolds and we get asked five questions each week and we just have to do a written response and send it back in and i said on there like the, one of the questions was what do the saints do going forward and i'm like if i'm a saints fan i'd probably say teddy bridgewater they've got a really tough six games coming up safe hand all of that but both from a position of fun and also from the unpredictability, the wild card factor of having someone in there who hasn't been playing at quarterback on a regular basis, who you know can go wildcat in particular, by the way, like no proper film on him. Just go in and don't let the Seahawks see what you're going to do. That would be so Sean Payton. That would be so going for an onside kick to start the second half in yeah. the Super Bowl. Go in there, throw Taysom Hill into the game, bish, bash, bosh. That's what I'd want to see. If they did that, I would take the Saints, but I'm going to take them. Do you think there could be, we could see more of him under centre? I know we saw bits and bobs in like the whole kind of trickery stuff that Peyton did with, with Breeze as well, but could we see more of that, more bleeding of Taysom Hill see, in? I think we could see the two of them both in the lineup regularly because they did sign the third quarterback off the practice squad onto the main squad this week. So that's obviously with that in mind is that, you know, if one of them goes down, they still want to be able to use Taysom Hill and gadgety plays. So here's another quarterback for us. Or they're both going to be on the field. Both could get injured. Honestly, the, the, right, the New Orleans Saints are a better football team than the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. But in Seattle, with a big quarterback injury, okay. with everything else going on, I'm going to have to pick the Seahawks, who I said were going to go 8-8 eight and eight at the start of the season, to go 3-0 and eight to start the season. I'm going Seahawks as well. I just wanted to say that um, a couple of years ago, I, w- I saw highlights of Taysom Hill as a Green Bay quarterback, under centre, in a pre-season game. And he was brilliant. He was brilliant. I re- I'm, yeah, yeah. But I, the Seattle for me, I really like their rushing game, and um, DJ Metcalf looks like he could have a, a really interesting season. I, Rookie I, of the year style. Season. I still think the Seahawks defense is lacking right now, and I still think on the offensive side of the ball, it's it's lighter on weapons and run game than they'd want to be. But Russell Wilson, seventy eight percent completion, five touchdowns, no interception. 300 yards and three touchdowns last week, his ninth career game at that level. What I will say is the Saints pass rush. Nine sacks through two games, much looking much, much better than two years ago. So maybe that's one area they've got an opportunity. It was worth talking in depth about this game, but against my better judgment, I'm taking the Seahawks. Against your better judgment and... No, wait, that is your good, better judgment. Yeah. 
Your judge, your better judgment is against against, against my preference. Uh, yeah, against your heart, <laughs> against head over heart. Yeah, 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 hundred uh, percent. It's your 49ers taking on the Steelers next. The zero and two Steelers facing the two and zero Forty ers who have won <laughs> two road games on the bounce. It's the first game in the Grossy Levi's this season. They're six and a half point favourites. Yeah. And I think with good reason. I do think, I do expect that Steelers defense to cause some issues because I feel like there's, it's difficult. I feel like the zone matchup should, in theory, work well against the Shanahan offense. But they looked so good last week, just wide receivers flying all over the place, just constantly somebody open on every play, and Garoppolo finding the right man with most of his throws. Other than that one ugly pick where he threw into double coverage, it's looked really, really good last week. And the defence is a lot better, and they're going against Mason Rudolph. I am going to take my San Francisco 49ers, and I don't think there's much more to say about it. Great time to play the Steelers, especially new changing quarterback, it's a great time to play them, and especially taking an East Coast team all the way out west. You're off the back out of a west. exactly. You're off the back of two really Where good statement-making road wins. Well, uh, one good statement-making. <laughs> the other I'm, one, I'm having them both. A, a grotty. <laughs> I'm having them. It both. was great defensively, to be fair. That's what I'm saying. So. I'm going the 49ers as well. Uh, there's a classic three-point home favourite coming up as the Texans go to the Chargers, which means coin flip game! Do you know what? Texans' run games look better. Watson's balling out. Hopkins looks great. They've got lots of other options in Fuller and Stills. Cootie. Boy, I love this Houston offence. I also like the Los Angeles Chargers' defence. I think it's going to be a really intriguing matchup. What have I taken on the Gridiron Picks game? I've taken the Texans on the road, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to take the Chargers at home. And they're very chargery. They'll probably win it or lose it with a last-minute field goal. <laughs> They'll probably win it. They might lose it. Who knows? But it's a coin flip, so I'm going to take the Chargers. Um, I quite like what they're doing with Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson. I quite like all of that. I think Eckler looks really good. Um, I thought when the Chargers came over here last year and um, Melvin Gordon was out... I thought that Eckler looked a bit out of his depth as the lone, the the main back. But splitting the the touches with Justin Jackson, I quite like it. I'm taking the charges. Also, let's be honest, it's the AFC South that's coming into town. And considering that they're a bit of a dumpster fire right now, they could easily just fall apart. Collapse like a flan. Well, they're... They're not making enough defensive plays for me. That's the one thing I will say. And Rivers, oh, maybe I do want to take the charges. I think Rivers hasn't had the best start to the season, but I do love and admire Phil Rivers. (laughs) Love and admire. They had a rough, rough game against the Lions last week, though, and the Lions aren't a great defence. Bounce back game. I might flip my pick. Yeah, but they're not that great at home. You say they're more of a road team. They went 8-0 and on the road last year. But they yeah. did just lose on the road to the Lions. Oh, oh This is a really I'm tough... T- I'm, t- right, I'm taking the Texans. I'm overthinking it. I'm taking the Texans. Let's talk Rams-Browns. Um, the, the, I'm not really excited by the Rams. I, I am. I think yeah. this is a really good Rams team with lots of weapons. I think the Browns were made to look good by a bad Jets team last week. I still think the line's a problem. I still think Baker Mayfield is warming into this uh, into this season. Um, I'm taking the Rams to win on the road. I'm taking the Rams as well, but I don't know. I think then 
I don't think they're that splashy at the moment. I, they don't need to be splashy. But I that's... want them to be splashy. That's Ramsey. Be splashy. That's, yeah, they're not greatest show on turfing right now. But, no, and I want that. But they are Willie. just doing... <laughs> Bloody hell. But they are. They're spreading the carries in the backfield. They're spreading the passes around. Cooper Cup looked great last week. Robert Woods looked he, great. Do you know what? Cooper... Cooks is a deep threat. Higby, Everett. They look great. Cooper Cup, to me, looks like he's got quicker and he's got bigger after that injury. I think he's done an awful lot of work in the gym to increase his pace, his quickness, his strength. I'm, I'm, I am actually really impressed. and I, I like to, to see him, but I'm not... Yeah, if, the, if, if Odell Beckham doesn't score an 89-yard catch-and-run touchdown off a read-pass option, then the Browns end up having a very tight game with a Jets team on their third-string quarterback and missing their best defensive player. Or second-best defensive player. Miles Garrett looked good, though. Oh, they've got a pass rush. Yeah. They really did have a pass rush, but again, against a not-very-good team. Finally. Rams win. Ditto. Is that Sunday Night Football? That's Sunday Night Football... The so Monday night game we don't even need to talk about. Do we not? No, well, let's talk about it a little bit. The Chicago Bears go to Washington. It's a bit mare, isn't it? It's a bit Washington. It's a bit more... I just I don't want to have to watch Mitchell Trubisky play football ever again. Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky, and we've only seen two games from him. I mean, yeah. Because Case Keenum's a better quarterback. He's accurate, and he reads the field. I mean... You know, as always, people could get film on him. He could get found out. But early on, he's a better quarterback. Trubisky was a terrible pick. He was a terrible pick at the time. And he continues to be a terrible pick. I don't like him. I don't like the Bears. Yeah, yeah, Willie. Well done, buddy. I'm but, taking what... But their defence is really good. So. Yeah, their defence is really good. <laughs> I like how much this is really opining. How much you're struggling with this? <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact is, is that the the, the Washington defense is rubbish. The Bears' offense is rubbish. So <laughs> what's what's better, the Washington offense or the Bears' defense? Well, the Washington de- offense, despite having a few splashy plays and Case Keenum being more efficient, no turnovers or no no interceptions as of yet, but he's going up against the Bears. Case, I'm taking Washington, but... Case Keenum looks nice when that offense is in rhythm, but are you going to be able to be in rhythm with Chicago's pass rush, seven sacks through two games, look great up front, decent on the back end? I think I'm taking Chicago to go on the road and win. That's what I've done on Gridiron. I'm sticking with it. Chicago to win, but I don't think it's going to be a pretty game of football by any stretch of the imagination. I'm taking Washington because I don't Quite like down it. on this week in terms I, of the I don't games. like the Bears. I'm going to be on TalkSport on Sunday night. I'm doing the, the TalkSport 2, 6 o'clock NFL job. Oh, are you? I must have missed that. Um, email as well. Email yeah. as well. <laughs> Big, you know, being a, a contributor. Yeah? No? Yeah. All right. Fair. Well, I don't know. I, I'm not in charge. No, well, you know, thanks, mate. Sorry, buddy. It's good that you got my back. What do you mean? Right, you know, no, no, you've always got my back. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't understand what your problem is. I think we're done. Great. I've got to go and do work. Yeah, you've got to go do work. I've got to go and sleep before I do work tonight on Talk Sport. So, as always, thank you for listening. Do, I'd, like, I'd be interested to know. People listen to this show. Tweet us, at Gridiron, at Will Gav, at Ollie Hunter. Are you happy with this format, where we just rattle through the games and chat about them and give our opinions? Do you want more? Do you want guests? Do you want 
more Matt Sherry? Do you want what? What do you want from this show? Tell us what you want from this show. <sighs> Why, eh? <laughs> there you go. Sherry's on the line. Uh, at Gridiron, at Will Gav, at Ollie Hunter. Would love to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, this is the Gridiron Show. Ollie, any final thoughts? Um, enjoy the Rugby World Cup this weekend, everybody. Um, Super Saturday looks fantastic. You've got Australia, Fiji. New Zealand, South Africa. This was definitely worth adding extra time on. France, Argentina. <laughs> it's going to be great. I'm going to Hamburg tomorrow. Oh, well, enjoy, I, I missed that email then. Well, a little trip away. Why aren't we in each other's lives anymore, buddy? I know, buddy. We still need to do that tool day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you listened to any more of the album? Or no. You've got to listen to it. Got so many podcasts to catch up oh, on. I know. Anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> at Gridiron on Twitter, <laughs> at UK Gridiron. It got weird at the end. This has been The Gridiron Show. We Danes are a modest bunch. We enjoy simple pleasures. As such, we tend not to blow our own trumpets. But since Carlsberg Export has a refined, full-bodied and rather satisfying taste, perhaps just this once. Too much? Probably. Carlsberg Export, probably the most modest beer in the world. Enjoy responsibly. Drink aware.co.uk for the facts.